What's up guys, it is Quinn back with another fantasy football video. And if you saw yesterday's video, I talked about, you know, the top second year running backs, went through their current ADP, kind of did a player breakdown for each guy, and then talked about whether or not I like them at their current draft price. And in today's video, I'm going to be doing the same thing, but with the second year wide receivers. So I believe I'll be talking about the top six guys and let's just jump right into it. The wide receiver one from this class is pretty obvious. It is Jamar Chase. Right now, he is being drafted as like the wide receiver three. And in terms of like overall ADP, that's like a mid to late first round pick. He's basically in a tier with Justin Jefferson on, you know, most platforms rankings. And then, you know, just most individual rankings that I've seen him and Jamar Chase are back to back. You know, maybe Jamar Chase is ahead of Justin Jefferson. Personally, I prefer Jefferson over Jamar Chase, but I like him as like a late first round pick. He is also my wide receiver three. I am someone who likes to go running backs early and often. So I know on underdog, he's like the fifth overall player. I wouldn't be taking him that high because I do like some of these elite running backs. But, you know, back into the first round, I think is a very fair spot for Jamar Chase. He was the wide receiver five in points per game last year as a rookie. This Bengals offense only is going to get better. Jamar Chase will have a year of experience. Burrow should be better. And then they've seen major upgrades on the offensive line. So I would expect, you know, Jamar Chase to see a bump from his 2021 production. So I think, you know, his current price is very fair. The wide receiver two in this class, also pretty consensus, Jalen Waddell. Right now, he is going anywhere from like wide receiver 13. It's like wide receiver 18, 19, kind of anywhere in that range. So that's like a late third maybe into the fourth round. I know on underdog, he is going as the wide receiver 13. So a high end wide receiver two. I definitely do not like him at that price. I feel like the earliest I'd be taking Jalen Waddle is like a mid-tier wide receiver two. And even though he did finish as the wide receiver 14 in points per game last season, you know, normally a rookie finishes that high. They'd be bumped up to like wide receiver one territory the next season. But we have Tyreek Hill coming in. And that means Jalen Waddle is pretty firmly going to be the wide receiver two in this offense. And we know Jalen Waddle, you know, has big playability. He was a yak monster in college, but he was used more as a volume option last year, 8.8 targets per game. So I do think Mike McDaniel could come in and unlock this offense, but he's going to be operating as the wide receiver two on an offense with an unproven quarterback may not have that same volume he saw last year. So there's just not a lot of security here. And I'm just going to go through some other names who are being drafted in a similar range that I would prefer over Jalen Waddell. So we've got guys like Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin. I would be taking all those guys over Jalen Waddell. And on different platforms, you know, those players are going in a similar range to him. So now we're going to shift over to kind of like this, I guess you'd say third tier of these second year wide receivers. And the last four players are going very, very close together in drafts. You know, the order may be flipped on different platforms, but the first guy I'm going to talk about is Elijah Moore. So all these guys are kind of in like the mid to low end wide receiver three range, sixth, seventh round. I feel like, you know, a six round price is fair for a guy like Elijah Moore. I really liked him as a prospect. He had a super slow start to the 2021 season, but he really tore it up over the last six games of the season. In that last stretch, he averaged 18.9 points per game. He will have some new target competition with Garrett Wilson coming in. They spent a premium draft pick to bring in Garrett Wilson. So obviously he's going to be involved. I do like Wilson as a player, but you know, heading into the 2022 season, I would definitely prefer Elijah Moore over Wilson, you know, at least for this year for fantasy football. 
The problem with Elijah Moore is just I'm not sure how explosive this Jets passing attack is going to be. Like, is Elijah Moore going to be one of these wide receiver threes who could potentially reach an elite ceiling? I'm just not sure. I am very high on the overall future of this Jets offense, but I'm just not sure it's going to totally come together this year, especially with Zach Wilson. I do think he'll get it together, but he would have to take a massive jump from year one to year two to kind of support all the weapons on this roster. But even if he doesn't reach some crazy ceiling, I still think he's a very solid mid to low end wide receiver. And it's never a bad bet, you know, to kind of take a shot on a very talented young wide receiver because you never know when they're going to have that big breakout. The next guy going in the same range that I talked about, it is going to be Rashad Bateman. I feel like you've got guys like, you know, Elijah Moore, Amon Ra, Devonta Smith. A lot of them are going to be going in a similar range, but I feel like Rashad Bateman's draft capital is kind of going to depend on what type of league you're in. And what I mean by that is I feel like he's going to go significantly higher in competitive leagues compared to more casual ones. So if you're in, you know, a family league, you know, maybe one with your friends who aren't super locked in, they may not be super aware of a guy like Rashad Bateman, who had such a fantastic college profile, just because he wasn't, you know, insane his rookie year. But in competitive leagues, you're looking at this situation I do think he potentially could be the first guy picked, you know, out of this third tier of wide receivers with Devonta Smith, Amon Ra, Elijah Moore. I know on underdog, he is going before all those guys, which I was kind of surprised to, you know, see at first. But then when you start to look at his upside, I really don't think it is that crazy. And so I do think this ADP is definitely fair for him. Like I mentioned, he hasn't done much in the NFL so far, but he did kind of have a rough start to the season, missed the first five games with a groin injury. And when you're missing time in training camp, the first few games of the season, you are missing valuable reps. And it's really tough to come in and produce right away as a rookie, you know, after missing that time and, you know, all that key work with your teammates. Plus you had Lamar Jackson missing games down the stretch. I was someone who really liked Rashad Bateman as a prospect, and I'm still very high on his potential. And right now it looks like he is going to be the Ravens wide receiver one after Marquise Brown was traded away. There really aren't any like stud wide receivers left on the market. Maybe a guy like Will Fuller, but I still feel like Rashad Bateman's going to have, you know, a great opportunity to be the guy this year. Even if the Ravens shift back to a more run heavy approach, if he's the wide receiver one, I do think this offense can support, you know, one top wide receiver and obviously Mark Andrews, who we know is a stud. But when we're looking at, you know, the wide receivers picked around him, Rashad Bateman clearly has the least amount of target competition. And I think this could be, you know, a massive breakout season for him. And when we're looking at upside, I feel like he may have the highest one of any of these wide receivers in the same range. Now let's shift over to Devonta Smith, who, you know, low end to mid end wide receiver three, sixth, seventh round pick. I was kind of surprised to see him going this low just because I feel like, you know, people in the fantasy community really like him, big name, but I definitely seems like people are kind of scared off by the Jalen Hurts. AJ Brown situation here with Devonta Smith. His fantasy point per game finish was not great. Last season, wide receiver 43, averaged 10.9 points per game, but he was kind of in this weird spot where from day one, he had to be the clear-cut wide receiver one. He was kind of the only competent wide receiver in a pretty poor passing attack led by Jalen Hurts. So that's kind of a lot to ask of a rookie wide receiver stepping in. Now he will be behind AJ Brown, so some of the pressure will be taken off of him. But I mean, he is going to have to take a step forward and I'm just not super excited about him this year for fantasy. If you're picking him in this range, I think that's totally fine, but you're looking at more target competition. You have Dallas Goddard there. 
I absolutely love Jalen Hurts for fantasy. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of shares of him when I wasn't super in on him last year. But you got the competition. I just don't know if there's going to be enough to go around here. And he would have to take a pretty solid step to, you know, kind of break into like wide receiver two territory. So I think he's fine in this range. And the good thing about having all these young guys going here, I mean, you have like the three I talked about. Amon Ra is going to be next. You also have the rookies, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson. So you can really just take your shot on what guys you like. So, you know, Devonta Smith wouldn't be the guy that I'd go after, but I could see the appeal there. And you'd really just be betting on the talent. I mentioned this guy, you know, just a second ago, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the last wide receiver that I am talking about. Another, you know, kind of young stud wide receiver in this same range. He broke out towards the end of last season. And I feel like in the fantasy community, he is a very polarizing player. Some people think he only had that breakout because of injuries around him to Hawkinson, Swift. Other people think, you know, it was just a matter of time before he broke out and he is a future stud. Let's just look at that last six games because it was pretty insane for fantasy football. So last six games of the season, he averaged 25.2 points per game and saw over 10 targets in every single game or 10 plus targets. The man was a volume machine, putting up big plays all over the place and was a league winner for people down the stretch. Personally, I really like the player. I think he's very talented, but I also you know, can acknowledge some of the rough spots heading into the 2022 season. Even if he is a very, very good wide receiver, which I believe he is, he's going to be competing for touches with Jamison Williams, Hawkinson, Swift. Those guys are going to be healthy. Jamison Williams, you know, maybe a few games into the season. And then DJ Chark also. And the problem is, you know, Jared Goff is not exactly a very solid quarterback who's going to be able to support all these weapons. So I feel like he's going to be held back by the situation and the target competition. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he's just so good. He's able to overcome all that. And that is totally possible. And before I wrap up this video, I just thought I would rank, you know, the last four that I talked about because they are going in such a close range. And it was actually pretty tough to do this, but the rankings I kind of finished up with, Rashad Bateman was my first guy, just shooting for the upside here. If you're drafting him as like a wide receiver three, I assume you have two other guys you trust. So I'm taking the swing on a wide receiver one in his offense. Number two, I had Elijah Moore, just really buying into the talent. Think that Jets offense can come around. Number three, Amon Ra, just like the player, think they're going to, you know, manufacture him opportunities. And then number four, Devonta Smith. Keep in mind, all these players are super close together. So it's not like I'm saying, you know, Rashad Bateman is significantly better than Devonta Smith. They're very close and being drafted in the same range for a reason. But that is going to wrap it up for this one. If you enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But thank you for stopping by. I'll see you in the next one.